0: Hello, my name is Dr. Annie Ranking, and I am a Family Resource Specialist at Starnet Regions 1 and 3. In today's podcast, we will be discussing how to talk to your children about race. Talking to your children about race is important, but it can also be hard and uncomfortable at times. Children notice differences such as glasses, length of hair, or height. Children also notice skin color. It has been found that infants as young as six months old can recognize differences in skin color. Further research states that by the age of two and a half, children prefer playmates that are similar in race and gender. And as early as three years old, children are forming judgments about people based on racial differences. Therefore, this conversation is imperative for teachers and parents alike. We need to recognize and talk about racial differences with kids from an early age. In this short podcast, we will discuss some strategies for educators and parents to dive into the conversation of race with young children. But before we talk about the strategies, it is important to acknowledge that some adults worry about introducing the concept of racism, that it may be damaging or scary to a child. However, as we learn through these strategies providing a voice and empowering children to speak up for equity so shows children that racism is not something to be scared of but rather something to discuss, untangle and be part of the solution of an anti-racist society. Now on to the strategies. First is the notion that silence sends a message. With that being said, we actually need to talk about race. Dr. Margaret Hagerman, a sociologist and author found that kids are learning and hearing about race regardless of whether parents are talking to them about it. When the conversation of race is avoided or hushed, the message of taboo, off limits or bad is sent. Additionally, as Dr. Hagerman states, not talking about race causes children to come to a lot of harmful, problematic, and factually inaccurate conclusions. Dr. Winkler, a professor in Wisconsin, goes on to explain that if we teach children that racism is simply a thing of the past and that today we are all equal and all equally capable of achieving the American dream, children may mistakenly assume that the unequal racial patterns they see are earned or justified. Like anything else, children begin filling in the information gaps themselves and their data points may not always be coming from the most reliable sources. So how do we introduce conversations about race? Through books, especially with the young children. At the website, We Need Diverse Books, there are many resources, lists, and authors of color that you can bring into your classroom or homes. The link will be provided in the show notes. Second, we need to do some self-reflection. We need to be comfortable with the fact that we do not know everything and reflect. Are we comfortable having discussions about race? And reflect on the TV shows that we're watching. And reflect on the materials that we have in our classrooms. Think does your network of friends look the same or different? And ask yourself why. If you're encouraging your children to have a diverse network of friends, but everyone who enters your home looks the same, that will leave an impression on them. So be the example. And remember, if you are able to avoid the race conversation, that is a privilege and something to recognize and reflect on. Third, kids are curious. Encourage and help navigate their curiosity. How many children ask questions? All of them. They may do it in their own special way, but questions are part of our humanness and feeds our curiosity. Michelle Chang, the Director of Facilitation and Curriculum for Change Challenging Racism, states, It is considered impolite to talk about. Young children have a natural curiosity about differences, but they don't put any value on what it means until they pick it up from what their parents say or what the media tells them. So, when a child asks their parent, why does that person look like that? And their parent shushes them, it shuts down the conversation and signals to the child there's something wrong. When engaging children in the learning process of curiosity, it is important to focus on intent, impact, and interpretation. What is their intent? Usually, their intent is. To learn? What is their impact? Now, it could depend on the question, but it often centers on how a question is asked. And who are they asking? Each person may interpret a question based on their perception and background. Sometimes knowing a child can make a difference of accurately perceiving or misperceiving a question. Furthermore, when a child asks a question, try to understand what they are actually talking about and asking. Maybe this creates a time to develop curiosity and questioning in a socially appropriate manner. And again, it is okay if you do not know. This shows that we are all learning and growing. You can always loop back to the child. But this leads us to our fourth strategy. Be open and willing to address your own mistakes. Someone in my life has always said, mistakes happen. That is why we have erasers on pencils. That idea has stuck with me for years. We are human. We make mistakes. But our true character lies in how we address those mistakes. At some point in your past, you have probably offended someone. At some point, your child may have offended someone, but regardless, if you understand why the offense happened, it is important to ask questions and actively listen to ensure the mistake is not made again. It's not about being perfect. It's not about taking... It is about taking ownership when we've made a mistake and using it as a learning opportunity to be more aware in the future. This can also come into play with impact and intent, as we discussed before. As a reminder, racism isn't always as explicit as someone using a slur or telling an offensive joke. In fact, whether we realize it or not, even those who consider themselves not racist may have deeply held beliefs and narratives that wrongly stereotype an entire group of people. These are called biases. Some are implicit and some are explicit. We must do the work of acknowledging our implicit thoughts that influence our actions. We need to recognize and not ignore so that we can move forward in learning and growing into an advocate, which is our last strategy. Strategy number five, be an advocate. No matter who you are or where you come from, It's important to be an advocate for all people. And advocacy means letting people speak for themselves, sharing their own stories and letting their voices be heard or read in the classroom environment. An important part of being an advocate is not just saying people are equal, but acting in a way that reflects that thinking. We have to be okay with being vulnerable. We have to be okay with being wrong, and we have to be okay with challenging the things that we've learned. So we are ready to talk to our children about race. Thank you.